This, this, this is, 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 Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode 291. We are the Fight Disciples. This one's dedicated to the world of boxing. We are live in New York City. Um, just to give you a little bit of perspective of today's show, it's 11 o'clock in the morning on Easter Sunday as we're recording this. Um, we're recording it in my hotel room because Nick wanted to watch the Liverpool match. Yep. So that's on in the background. So Liverpool are playing Cardiff at the moment. There's about five minutes into that game. It's nil-nil. So, so if I get distracted and mm. lose my chain of thought, you know what's happening. There you go. Um, we're doing this in New York because obviously we were at the uh, Crawford versus Khan fight. So we will be talking about that. We've been in New York uh, for the last five days. Plenty of stories to get stuck into. But if this is the first time that you've ever come across Fight Disciples, please subscribe to us. We're on iTunes. Uh, and you can also get us all over uh, social media as well, at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter, and it's at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. And if you want to see videos and you need an Android feed maybe for the podcast, you can get that on our website, fightdisciples.com. The reason why I just slowed down there is because uh, <laughs> Cardiff were on the attack, so I was going to lose my shit and go, uh, yeah! <laughs> so I apologise. If you're just tuned in for boxing, there will be a bit of football in this as well, just yeah, because probably. we're watching the match. Um, I'm not going to start talking about did he quit or not. I'm not going to do that yet. We'll do that a little bit later on because there's yep. plenty tales to tell from our little trip in New York City, of which have come in on my social media, mate. Lots of people asking me about the vest. We need to clear up the vest situation. <laughs> if you follow Nick on Instagram, you will have seen him posting pictures either on Wednesday or Thursday of me in a tank top, right? Just want to give you some context so you know that I'm not a weirdo. I was pissed. Yep. Very it was about four o'clock in the morning when that happened. It was. Uh, in the Chelsea district of uh, New York City. And what happened was, that's the first night that Nick was here. So Nick uh, and Mike had been out for a little bit of dinner. Uh, little Mike decided to be sensible and retreat and upload content from Fight Disciples. Uh, and Nick decided, no, I'll go and meet him. meet him. It's about one o'clock in the morning. I'll go and meet him and see what the fucking crack is. Yep. So he came to meet me, right? And we got on it straight away and started getting leathered. Yeah. First of all, in fact, actually, because I was with a lot of uh, people... Social media social influencers. Social media influencers, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had never met you before. They no. knew of you because of you working with me, but they had never met you. And you basically sat down with flip-flops on and started talking about your shaved feet straight away. <laughs> One way to introduce yourself. Anyway, Absolutely. the vest situation. We were in a bar and the barman was wearing a vest. The vest. He was wearing that vest, that right? That vest. So we're all obviously pissed. Yeah. Nick is flirting with the bar man, right? Having a bit of a crack with him. And the guy's like taking him on a little bit. Yeah, I'm f from Florida. I'm wearing this vest because I didn't have anything for work as I was flying back home to New York. I've come straight from the airport to work. So I bought this tank top, right? And so Nick's going, why the fuck did you buy a tank top? For fuck's sake. This is going on for ages. Nick then decides to offer him money for the tank top. And the guy's like, why would you, why would you want to buy the tank top of me? Because I want him, points at me, to wear it. <laughs> anyway, the bartering process then started. You started at $5. Yeah. It ended up going up to $20. $20 I paid. But it, yeah, but it wasn't a full purchase, was it? It was a loan. Didn't matter. You paid a rental fee is what you did. You Didn't said, matter. I'll give you $20 so we can wear that for half an hour. That's what it is. $20. Yeah. Best $20 I've ever spent. Yeah, but I only wore it for about three minutes. Just pissing myself laughing. So anyway, me and this guy swap clothes. And I'm there fucking flexing. At four it, in the morning. Giving it the big and wearing this kid's vest in Good the middle of a bar. Dancing on the dance floor. Mm. There, is a, there is a video of that knocking about. I don't think we've got it yet, but we will get around, yeah, isn't it? Cheeky Dave's got it. We'll get it off Cheeky Dave. Mm. Good day, yeah? It was 
hilarious. Mm. I don't know where that come from, to be honest with you. I just, I was just inspired when I seen the guy walking around in the worst tank top I'd ever seen in my life. And I just, in that moment Why of me drunken though? stupidity, Why I pick thought, on me? I've got to see Catterall in that vest. Got to. I rose to the occasion though, didn't I? You did? Oh yeah, that's... <laughs> This is the thing you see. We just egg each other on. Do you know if if the exact same thing had played out, but you'd seen the vest first and you'd gone Nick getting that vest, I'd have put it on. <laughs> the best thing about the whole thing is you've put this on your Instagram, right? Your wife commented on it, going, "Having a good time, are you lads out there working? Are you lads?" Yeah. Then my wife has obviously seen that your wife's commented on it. She's jumped on it, going, "Absolutely ruining the pair of us, aren't we?" <laughs> Meanwhile, we're in New York, leathered. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. The problem with being in New York, leathered at four in the morning, which we have been every night, mm. is by the time it's four, it's like 9am at home. Yeah. So the, the missus is up, the kids are up. Yeah. Not just woke up, like they've started their day, they've had the breakfast, they're dressed. Yeah. And don't, don't be on your WhatsApp because they can... They stumbling around in New York like some knobhead. Yeah, but don't be on social media and don't be on your WhatsApp at that time because they can see the last scene bit on the WhatsApp, can't they? So then automatically, you get a message going, why are you still up at four o'clock? Yeah. Wait, are you, can you FaceTime? I don't think I'm in any fit, fit state to FaceTime right at this moment in time. I think I'll stay away from that. I'll get you shouting about five, six hours <laughs> when I've attempted to sleep this nonsense off. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what is one of the highlights of the trip. The highlight of the trip? Oh yeah, no question. Uh, little Mike's actually in this uh, bedroom as well at this moment. He's just monitoring the levels of the show. He's our, our producer, you will have seen as maybe stick him on camera on certain bits. But little Mike, right, is getting... Formerly, you probably know him as Norman from yeah. the Fireman Sam yeah. TV series. <laughs> well, Norman's grown up now and he's the producer of the show. Yes. Well, he runs everything, basically, yeah. technically. Website, basically, all that stuff. He, lo he looks after Nick because yeah. Nick's an old man <laughs> and he doesn't know how to work any technology whatsoever. Nick's, right, this is what happens. I'm just going to give people an insight to our Tuesday show. When stuff doesn't turn up, uh, like in your podcast feed, it's because Nick didn't know what to fucking do. That's what happens. So Nick goes and records the Tuesday Radio City talk show for everybody, right? And just think then there's a fairy that comes into the fucking room and puts it on the internet for him. So he's done it and he just fucks off. <laughs> And then, uh, like... Record, uh, stop. Yeah, That's the level yeah. of my technical And then ability. just before midnight, we sit there and go, Nick, have you uploaded the shit today? I haven't seen anything on, like scheduled on the website. He's like going, fuck. And then it's like, get Norman out of Where's bed. Norman? Yeah. <laughs> get him out of bed. He needs to do X, Y, and Z. He needs to remotely log in via his satellite <laughs> system in his house. He loves it, though. Anyway, the point of bringing him up is that he is marrying his long-term girlfriend. Yeah, but don't forget, before we get into that, we just come out of Khan. We were there till almost two in the morning at the press conference, which which kind of took forever to happen. Yeah. Then we finally got kicked out of the Madison Square Garden. We went and done a bit of load and we dropped our bags off. It, it was such a long period before we finally got into a bar and went three beers, please. Yeah. And we were sitting there deflated. Like everyone in the arena, you were a bit like, it's left a sour taste in the mouth. Yeah. That. We'll come on to, to it, obviously, the fight itself. But we were all sitting there quite deflated. And then Normski goes and drops a power bomb, and we were like, "Back in the game, shots." That's it. So he's marrying his long-term girlfriend uh, next year in the year 2020, right? And then all of a sudden, he just drops on the table. He's doing it right as well, by the way. He's marrying up. She's about four. Oh, yeah, she's, she's a cracker. About four leagues above him. Oh mate, he's cashed. He's cashed in all his chips. Well, that's, what right. that's what you do. Of course, you, mate. We're the we're the main course, guys for that. You exactly. know what I mean? Got the t-shirts. Nobody's marrying these now. Exactly. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> So anyway, he's marrying his long-term girlfriend, right? In the year of 2020. And I've, always, I've thought to myself, right? Are we a bit too old to go on his stag do? 
Oh, we? Did I you? Know. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Did you not? You never. <laughs> I'm older than you because he's in. Well, he's in his twenties, right? He's in his mid twenties. He's known. Yeah, Staggies are wide open, though. Yeah, take dads on stag do's. Well, we'd be in the dad click. Yeah, we would. But, but, I, I don't know if I could justify it to my wife, right? Yeah. Because she would make that argument back to me. Now she's fucked. Because yeah, yeah. what Norman's done, he dropped a set of cufflinks on the table, didn't he? And he said, lads, I want you part of the bridal party. Wicked. I want you to be the ushers. Fucking right, I can usher. I know all his <laughs> tunes. I'll be singing all his songs. <laughs> That's it, baby. So now, because you're part of the bridal party, you automatically go on a staggy. have to go on a stag do. Yep. Now, I know that the best man is normally responsible for stag do situations. And Norman told us, didn't he, that he's, he's planning something at this moment in time. And he was mentioning a couple of venues, which I wasn't happy with. So we're going to Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> hey! The best thing was in the conversation last night when you told us about the best man and the fact that he doesn't drink. The whole conversation just went from being, oh, we'll consult with the best man to, okay, we're going to Ibiza then. Yeah. We'll go to Ibiza. He could, he Let's could, do Ibiza. There's many, there's just lots, let the best man know yeah. we're going to Ibiza. There's lots of things to organise for a wedding, right? And and, and the stag do is, is a key part of that, of course. Yes. But if he's not an animal, then he can't do it. He it's can't. a simple, no offence if you're listening to this, pal, right? But the... <laughs> <laughs> But you, you're, you've got other roles. Yes, exactly. You take care of the T's and C. In fact, you make sure everybody gets on the flight. That's all you need to do, That's right? It. Absolutely. We'll sign, seal, deliver the rest of the shit. That's yeah. it. There you go. It'll be for me next year. Rock and Back roll. Disciples on tour. That's Second it. Second leg. Branded suits. That's what everybody will be in merchandise because everybody's asking us about merchandise now that we've uh, got hey, some gear on, haven't we? I tell you what, everyone's getting excited. You wait and see what's coming soon. Nick's so the hoodies and the T's that you're seeing us in, in New York, en route to New York, they will be available soon. Yes. That's all I can say. FightDisciplesStore.com is about to go live. Some nice pictures around New York this week for some publicity shots. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, my friend. You wait and see what's He next. loves his merch, doesn't he, right? He's currently wearing a Terence Crawford t-shirt that you've bought off uh, the merchandise stand at <laughs> Madison Square Garden. I bought an Amir one as well, just in case. Did you? Oh, never, you were Don King in it. Today. You were full Don King. Yeah. I'm walking in with a champ hand. I'm walking out with <laughs> a champ. Absolutely. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Um, people will have seen the second highlight. Then, if that the, the main highlight is obviously us being invited to Norman's yeah. uh, bridal party, the second highlight, and the real reason why we were in New York City was to meet old Spunky himself, oh, more, more Hooker. The interviews on YouTube at this moment, and it will be available as a podcast on Tuesday this week. When I get back to England, I'll upload it and do yeah. anything that is needed for it. So it got sorted. Adam messaged me when we were literally flying out. To you say, were on the plane. I was on the plane, yeah, and he messaged me to say. I've sorted it. Mo Hooker, sit down, Friday morning, whatever it was. And I was just like, that's it. That's, that's paid for the trip. That's all I care about now is sitting down and meeting Mo Hooker. And then obviously we had the build up to the day, getting everything sorted, been running around doing kinds of other stuff. And it was like, right, okay, come up to Mo's room. And the publicist had got like a room ready for us, hasn't it? It wasn't his hotel room. We've got a room ready for us. And we're in there setting up and stuff like that. Then Mo just moseys in. Yeah, but he was dead quiet, wasn't he? He come in and was like really quiet, standing in the corner, didn't really introduce himself. Was playing on his mobile phone, and for a second I was like, "Oh shit, this is one of them moments where they say don't meet your heroes." Yeah, because maybe Mo's a bit of a dick. Oh no, or he's a bit introvert. He's not going to get but the that, banter and all at that. At that time, I was like, "Oh no, this could be a car crash." Like, "Oh my god, we've built it up so much, going to be a car crash." Yeah, but then the publicist just goes, "Bomb!" Just so you know, you guys, Mo's a little bit shy. And that was it then. It was like but the best bit sensational. about it. He's it, just shy. That's cool. But he ain't, ain't going to be shy in two minutes. Listen, you, 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 if you've seen the video, you can see that Nick's wearing uh, one of the T-shirts. So the woman 
who had sorted it out, spotted the badge on the T-shirt. Literally went, as we were sitting with Mo on. Yeah, this is yeah. like after what the story I've just said. Yeah. We were sitting down and she just went, wait a minute. Fight disciples. Are you the guys that talk about his super sperm, right? And we all just fucking started laughing our bollocks off and Mo just went, oh man, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, get the fuck in. Yeah, Here exactly. we go, lad. Exactly. Let's get stuck in. So he's, uh, he's part of the squad now. It is. It was immense to just have a good chat with him and as you say at the end we give him a hoodie and all that he was fucking buzzing wasn't he he was yeah. over the moon like he was smashing it on social media as well I can't wait for him to be in the gym in camp wearing Fight Disciples merchandise it will go off I'm just devastated because listen there's a second layer to this merchandise gig we didn't, we didn't have the socks and we're, we're getting <laughs> socks made we're getting special Mo Hooker socks made obviously everyone wants to don't you them. worry they will be sent they will be sent to Mo he will receive a care package you better believe it with mm. Mo Hooker socks Legend. He was a legend, though, wasn't he? He was, he was off it. Like he, I think he was, uh, he was totally bought in by it all. And you can tell because he's retweeted our stuff in the past. He, he knows we we well, pushed this whole. We tried to set up like when you were in Dallas. Yeah, we tried to set he was it up in, then. He'd gone to California. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we've we've missed him on about two or three occasions over the last year. And for us, our, our schedules to match that we'd be in New York at the exact same time, it was just perfect. It was, yeah. The <clears throat> right old time. Uh, and there's another video as well on uh, online because uh, I met my boy, didn't I? Hanging out with my man. Sure did. Tia He's been the star this week. Well, that's it. He, he, he showed up in the ring, which is the key thing, but he, he's also showed up all week. Yeah, me, smashed the media. Media-wise. Well, that was the thing with Terence Crawford. It was like, for me, okay, he got the win, and he looked sensational at times, but I don't think this week couldn't have gone any worse in some ways for Terence Crawford. He ignored all the media, didn't want to do anything. Mm. But yet, weirdly, every time I went to Fighter Hotel, he was swanning around the reception, mixing with the fans. He's mixing with Mo. But he just didn't, he just didn't want to yeah. do any actual formal media sit-downs. When Amir Khan's the biggest name he's ever fought, the world's media was here, everyone was eyes on you. And he, he brushed that aside like it didn't exist. Performs in the ring, but then we all got like this bitter ending to the fight anyway. So instead of coming out going... Fucking Terence Crawford was amazing last night. Yes. Nobody was. Everyone was like, did Amir quit? Did Amir quit? That was the whole conversation in every single pub in New York, and I'm sure over every breakfast table back in the UK, mm. rather than, oh shit, is Terence Crawford as good as Lomachenko, okay. who was amazing last week? All right then, <clears throat> we'll start with him. Crawford, right? That is the first time in Amir Khan's career that he's been comprehensively outboxed yeah, from yeah. the first bell. Yeah, in every department. He, w- he was Crawford was unbelievable. First of all, he came out. If you if you want to see our personal reactions, we've done a little reaction cam video, which is on our Twitter, and we put it on our Instagram. Go and have a little bit of a look, because it kind of tells the story of how we've reacted to certain fights. The Khan fight, of course, and Teofimo's fight. But regarding Crawford, I said to you, it's going to be interesting to see how he comes out here. Is he come out Southpaw, or is he going to come out Orthodox? I thought he'd start Southpaw. Yeah. But he didn't. He no. came out Orthodox. And in hindsight now, yeah, you're right to do that because Khan's actually all right against Southpaw. He does. does. So anyway, he's come out orthodox, outboxed him from an orthodox position for two rounds. Obviously, yeah, he hadn't down in the first round. He had him in a lot of trouble. If there's another yeah. 30 seconds in that round, he finishes the fight there and then. And then in the third round, switches to his Southpaw stance and absolutely mugged him off. Yeah. The, I, I kept commenting to you, didn't I, about the, the hook over the jab, the right hook over the jab from a, an extended arm position. It's the quickest thing I think I've fucking ever seen. Yeah. It was rapid, beating Amir Khan to the punch, mate. That's what he was doing. Well, that was the thing that dazzled me most, and that's what I kept, I kept whispering in your ear. I was like, I can't believe how quick he is. I can't believe how fast he gets his punches off. Because 
Khan genuinely is way faster than anybody. You know, Khan is widely accepted over the last ten years to be have some of the fastest hands in all of, all of boxing. Mm. So to see Terence Crawford beat him to the jab, like snap the jab in there. Like at one point, Khan misses with a shot. Crawford steps to the side and hits him with a left hook. But it's all all within a nanosecond it happens. He reads the shot missing and counters with such speed that Khan's still throwing the punch. And meanwhile, he's taking one on the chin now. I know that people will seen, people will have seen that on TV. But it's different in everybody. If you've been to a fight, you know that it's different in real yeah. life. You see stuff that TV doesn't pick up. The speed is natural to your eyes. It's honestly, it's frightening how quick he is. Yeah. Frightening how quick he is. He's just Mr. Sitter, by the way, your boy, Bobby Firmino, the man with the teeth. Hey, don't worry. Literally, it's just no. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Do you want to watch it? You can watch Let's it. People, people understand that we're watching football whilst we're doing the show. There you go. He's clean through. Well on side. One on one with the keeper. Oh, Bob. Bobby Firmino. That's a Ronnie Rosenthal style miss. <laughs> Anyway, Crawford. That's what we should be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if the fight does continue, the the finish was coming because he was absolutely battering the living daylights out of him. And I said, we we were com- having a conversation about round four, weren't we? Where we're going. First of all, I noticed that he dirty. It looked like he hurt his arm at me. Yeah. And at that point, because he was shaking his arm every time he tried to exchange, I thought we we both said that we. He's throwing caution to the window. He's just gone. Fuck it. I'm just yeah, gonna. Go, I'm just gonna go shit a bus and I'm, gonna, and I'm so, gonna exchange with him. Well, that's it. He's starting to look increasingly uncomfortable with that right arm. He kept throwing like a weird punch out to the side, just trying yeah. to, like as if he was trying to shake it off, off, like a cramp, like or an elbow like sore, yeah. or your shoulder sore. You kind of shake your arm off. But that was uh, at one point he did that. He was doing it consistently from like round two, round three onwards. But at one point he does it, and Crawford. He must think, because you're only doing that when you're out of range. Yeah, you think, I'll shake that off. And yeah. he tried that once, and Crawford cracked him on the chin, closed the distance, and that's how fast Crawford was. Crawford was waiting for him to yeah. do it. Literally waiting for him to show that. As soon as he went to shake his arm, you're right, boom, left hook. And he had him go. in trouble. Yeah, he did. I yeah. think that was in the fourth, wasn't it, when that happened. Anyway, he... Uh, he, he I, I, that's Listen, the, that's the thing point, that we should be saying, though. We yes. should be here now going, Crawford was... As good as we all expect him to yes. be, if and not even drawing not better, that, drawing that Lomachenko comparison, yeah. getting super excited about the fact that him versus Errol Spence could be the biggest fight this year in boxing. Yes. period, because there's a rivalry there as well. That that should be the narrative coming out of it, but it isn't, and it wasn't last night, and it still isn't today. No, the only conversation to have is did Ami, Amir spew it? Did he? Did he? Did he say to Virgil, "Get me out of here"? And out of all the of all the scenarios of th- how this fight plays out, yeah, Amir Khan spewing it was never in my mind no. because he's never done that before. He's never been in. He he's always fought. Even he's in, always gone to even to, in to this the fight end. though. Even in this fight, he was hit three, four, maybe five times. Yeah, and, and he kept coming. He kept coming because yeah, we we were sitting there going, "The balls on Amir though. The balls on him. No yeah. no one could ever ever question the balls on him." And yet, moments later, you're like, has well, he quit? Has he quit? Because to, to, to play it out in real time, obviously, the low blow comes in. And you can see it on the video that we put on it's social defi- media. Listen, it's definitely it's a low blow. It's 100% low. Whether it, whether it hits him on the cock or hits him on the leg, really doesn't make much difference. Yeah, but it's a still co- a low blow. It will avert his cock. Oh, yeah, it, of course. You, but that's what Crawford was saying. It hit the top of your thigh. It didn't hit your box. It hit the top of your thigh. But regardless, that's a low blow. Because Khan's come out this morning saying that he's been pissing blood all night, so... Clearly, it was a low blow. But in that moment, you're like, boom, clear low blow. You can see on the video, I say to you, don't I? That's a low blow. That's a, that's bad. That's well, you a bad picked one the round before as well, I think. Well, there, there, was a, there was another low blow earlier in the fight, which Khan looks at the referee and went, he's hit me low. And Crawford just kept fighting, and the referee didn't stop it or didn't get involved. So that wasn't the first low blow that Crawford had landed. But when 
obviously then everyone's like, it was weird because it wasn't like we were all up on our feet. You're like, a couple of fans are booing for, for the low blow. Other people were like, was it low? Was it low? Let's wait for the replay. The replay comes on. Clearly it's low. Everyone yeah. in the arena's like, oh, fuck me, that was low. But in that moment, because you've experienced that a million times of fights, you're like, okay, well, Take the five he's minutes. got five minutes. He's got five minutes to walk it off. Count, you know, count them. Make sure they're all still there. Right, okay, let's continue. But it, that's what was so shocking. Within seconds, Virgil Hunter's up on the side of the ropes. There's a doctor kind of hanging around there. Then the referee just suddenly, by the suddenly way, waves it off. We've not seen any commentary or no. TV. We've not heard anything. We're we just going any... off what we saw. Exactly. So, so if this is contrary to what you've seen on TV, I apologise for that. So in, in, the imme- in the immediacy of that moment, within 90 seconds, the referee goes, okay, and waves it off. I'm like, I looked at you, man. The doctor must have called it. Because the doctor's the only person that can say to the referee, end this fight now because he physically can't continue. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, he must have a bad injury if the doctors took one look at him and gone, get him out of there within 90 seconds of of, of the punch happening. And then what would normally happen in that scenario is that you would go to the cards. Now listen, Crawford's won every round for me. Mm -hmm. So therefore, he's won the fight. Yeah. That's not debatable. 10 in the first and then all 10 nines. Yes. And then the ring announcer comes out and he goes, he's won via technical knockout. And I'm like going, how can that be? Yep. How could, I think one judge gave him a Khan round. Just have a look, yeah, round two. Um, Judo Cavalieri gave Khan round two, yeah. But other than that, they're all 10-9s or 10-8s. Mm. Oh, no, th- one of the referees gave Khan the third round. But anyway, it, you know, regardless, got judge of scorecards, he wins by unanimous. So what would normally happen decision. there, you would go to the cards and then you would win. <clears throat> yeah, because, critically, because the doctor has stopped the yes. fight. Yes. The doctor has to stop the fight. But the technical knockout, as soon as it happened, I'm going, we were like, you can't, you can't be, you can't, you can't have an accidental foul in a fight and then win the fight via technical knockout. That just doesn't happen. For that foul. So then we're all like online, like looking at the technicalities of the, yeah. the, the laws York, and stuff in New York, York especially. Yeah. And then... The only scenario was that he quit. He got pulled out of the fight. That's the only scenario. And obviously now we know that Virgil Hunter, from people that we've spoken to that have seen the feed and stuff like that, that Virgil Hunter pulled him out of that fight. Yeah. Why not just take the five minutes? I don't get it. I know. I I agree with you. But also I think there was a moment that, I don't know if the cameras caught it because we haven't seen it yet, but I think there's a moment where, listen, Amir, in my opinion, has lost every round. He's been in trouble numerous times. And lucky he's to survive. Probably the first frustrated round. because it's the first time he's been outboxed. That's Out- not absolutely. There's, there's, no, there's nothing in there that I know. I mean, there's no positives to the take. The fight was turning yeah. round. The fight was no. You you were doing better than you were in the first round, but the first round was a complete car crash. Don't kid yourself to think I was winning rounds. Now I was back in the fight. You weren't. Crawford was controlling everything, and Crawford looked like he was going to hate you every time he unloaded. Yeah. That was the critical thing, and I think as that low blow, he looks around, looks at Virgil, (laughs) they look at each other in the eyes, and Virgil in his mind's thinking, my guy's timing his way off, we're doing nothing, he looks like he's one punch away from being knocked out cold, and we're miles behind on the cards. And Khan looks back at him with with eyes to say, get me out of here. Help me. No, for me, he doesn't have to say, get me out of here. No, but he's looking at him like that. Can look at each other, look at each other through the back of the, the whites of their eyes and go, I need to rescue him, I need to help him. And that's why I think he's waved it off. And that allows Khan, you see, to go, I've never quit a fight in my life. Virgil pulled me out. And keep that rhetoric going. And that's why at the press conference, and it was amazing that Amir showed Mate, up at the press conference. fucking balls Because when that. he walked in, everyone was like, what fuck. the fuck? Nobody expected him. Exactly. Nobody expected him to rock up. Especially because Terence, seconds before, had just been going, yeah, man, he quit. I know he quit. Terence basically walked into the press room, got on the microphone, and said, yeah, he, fu- he bottled it. He, yeah. He's quit. And then 
Amir was behind him. Amir had just turned up and I'm like going, where the fuck is this going to go? And I'm sure people have seen the video that I put on our social media where Terence, que Terence questions him. He does, yeah. Terence gets all of the microphone and he's tell going, go on then, tell us what happened then. You quit, mate. That's mm -hmm. what happened. Yeah. But as I say, because because there's not that moment where he's, he, 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 Amir goes, he get head. me out of here or I don't want to be here no more. You can sell on the fact that Virgil Hunter pulled him out, Amir Khan never pulled himself out. So you've got a thought process of what happens next because yeah. I'm looking at it going, that's it now. But no. you, but then as the dust settled and we woke up this morning, you think Amir Khan can't go out like that. No, definitely not. And he won't go out like that. And I think at 32, he'll feel like there's still a lot of fight in him. Um, don't forget he's had a weird couple of years with Virgil getting sick and then I'm switching to a yet another Vir trainer. Virgil was pulling this week. He didn't, he didn't come to the media day. And then coming back again with Virgil and everything else, and Virgil now pulling up. Listen, Amir Khan's career will continue, in my opinion. Virgil Hunter will no longer be in the corner, in my opinion. I think he'll get a new training team. Could well end up back with Freddie Roach. Um, and I think there's a there's a massive fight out for them in Kelbrook. That's why Kelbrook was here, man. Kelbrook turned up, knowing that win, lose, or draw, well, lose, let's be honest, there's a good chance he gets a fight with you see, I, Amir Khan I, I, still. You see, I don't think so. I think this, the thing at the, the weekend has played out perfect for Kelbrook. I really do. Because Amir's if, if Amir got Khan, to take the Kelbrook if fight If Amir now. Khan makes a great fist of it against Terence Crawford, but gets sparked in round eight, round yeah. nine, as we were kind of alluding to that we thought that, that would happen. Yeah. People would go, fucking hell, he's brave as fuck. What a top guy. What a great career. Amir Khan could probably at that point go, do you know what, lads? I've had a, I've had a fair a, crack here. I've been a two-time champion. I've yeah. had a fair crack here. I'm out. I'm out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It ain't going to get better than that for me now. No. I'm done. And nobody's going to throw shade at that. If he wins, he probably goes on and gets the Manny Pacquiao fight. Absolutely. But with the way that that now has played out with people giving him shit, because his stock's fallen. Yeah, yeah. The stock was high. Of course. And now the stock has fallen. Yeah, a lot of fans on social media are calling me for everything because they're like, Nicky just quit, he quit though. Yeah. Why are you trying to paper over the cracks for? He fucking quit. I'm like... But now that narrative is, he, people are giving him that shit. He won't be able to live with himself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So now, where does he go? He isn't going to get the top boys anymore. No, he isn't. He isn't going to get Manny Pacquiao because Manny no. Pacquiao's chasing the Keith Thurman stuff. So you're thinking to yourself, there's only one option, mate. Well, it's, it's stock has fallen with fans. It's stock has fallen with rival champions because what, what better can Thurman or Spence or Pacquiao do to what um, Terence Crawford did last night? He, he, he smashed them to bits, loved every round and made them quit. Mm. They can't top that. So Amir Khan now is no longer the big name, the big draw in the division that he was prior to this fight. The only person he's a big draw to still, he's a legacy fight for Kell Brook. In England, yeah. Kell Brook can define his boxing legacy, bizarrely enough, by beating Amir Khan, even with Amir Khan coming off this loss. Because Amir Khan is just on a completely different level in terms of fame and his own legacy, what he's achieved in the sport compared to Kell Brook, in my opinion. So, you're right, maybe the only winner, and I mean the only winner, is Kell Brook from the last 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Because Terence, Terence Crawford... He's not going to get the credit that he did. Nope. Amir Khan's stock has fallen. Big time, yeah. Chocolate Brownie, he's that there, absolutely loving, loving it, it, isn't he? Eddie, get me the fight, I'm ready, Eddie, let's go, baby. Isn't it funny, though, how boxing some can just completely turn like that in, in, a, in one moment? Like yesterday, people were saying, why is Kel Brook here? Yeah. It's embarrassing. Kel, why is he chill. here? You know why he's here? Because this is fucking boxing and literally anything can happen. And last night, what happened played out perfectly for Kel Brook. Mm. Um, on to your FEMO, just quickly, because we need to speak about Dave Allen because we watched it in a hotel, Don't didn't you? we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Tia Fimo was the superstar, man. He looks fucking brilliant. He's even better than I thought he was. Yeah. 
Yeah, he is. And you know what? <clears throat> I really wanted to see the fight with Luke Campbell for the vacant WBC if Garcia stays up at 147. But now I've seen him up close. I'm like, Luke Campbell needs to be careful, man, because this kid's a monster, yeah. an absolute monster. Obviously, we knew he could punch. Obviously, we knew he had a little bit of a swagger about him. What I didn't know was how brilliant he is with the media, how brilliant he is with the fans. He's going to be a superstar, but when he gets inside the ring as well, he's cool, he's calm, he's collected. He's not your usual young, brash, big-punching uh, Latin, Latin American prospect. He's far from it. He's cool, he's calm, he's collected, he's mature with his punches, his footwork's immense, his shot selection's unreal. He, maybe because he's knocking every dude out and stopping every dude, you don't see the defensive things that he's doing yeah. as well in the ring. He's defensively sound as well as brilliant on yeah. the offense, isn't he? He's Does, he? He doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste his movements and he doesn't waste his shot selection either. So he, he's, he always seemed to be out of reach. Like the Finnish kid who's a former world title contender just couldn't get anywhere near him. Hmm. You know, it's just like he couldn't make his mark on the fight. And then early on, like after about two rounds, he was just in the survival mode. And you're like, wow, this this on paper is a big step up for Tiafimo Lopez. And the guy in the opposite corner who was full of confidence all week, yeah. you know, he'd have fucking at himself at the weigh-ins if he was made of chocolate, that kid. He thought he was amazing. But two rounds in, he's like, oh, he shit. He realised what he was in with. This kid's amazing, and he's got power. And to finish him like that, listen, we'll come on to Dave Allen's incredible body shot finish, which literally gave me a hard-on. But <laughs> Tiafimo's body shot finish, completely different style of shot. But they're unusual, them ones, them long piston right hands down the middle. Straight on the pipe. Oh, my goodness. Just a, just a lamb one of them, job, right on it? the solar plexus. Kid was never going to get up from it. Brilliant finish, that. Highlight reel. Yet another highlight reel finish. And a little backflip, son. He get, As he always. Gave us, and he came out to fucking Frank Sinatra with a cocky little shit. Brilliant. He absolutely loved smashed it. Smashed it. He literally smashed this week. He was the big superstar this week. Yeah. Go and have a watch of uh, the YouTube video because he did literally do, smash it right up. He's a funny dude. He fancies the Luke Campbell fight. He says that the WBC have promised him the, a shot of the vacant title. We've already spoken to Luke. Luke's been promised the same thing. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Just, I think we're just waiting for Garcia to confirm he's staying at 147. Mm. But, it, but even this week... Well, 140, I think. 140. It, even this week, they're just going on about the fact that they want the Lomachenko fight. Like the, He's the oh, only person dad. on the planet calling Lomachenko His out. dad is fucking nuts. His dad did a little piece with me for a radio show this week, and his dad come up to me, and he's giving That's it... That's his trainer, by the way. Yeah, right, yeah, and his dad come up to me, and he goes, Lomachenko don't want it. Lomachenko don't want this smoke. He's fucking scared of Tiafimo. And I'm like, nah, you're talking shit, literally to him. And he proper took offense with me. He looked at me. He's going, I'm telling you now, this is what's going to happen. We're going to fight for that vacant title. We're going to get that vacant title. I'm going to slap it on Bob Aaron's desk. And I says, right, bring me the fucking Ukrainian. And I just went, right, okay. <laughs> Sound. Yeah. But that's the confidence of the fucker. It is, yeah, yeah. Mate, well, that's it. That's he's infectious. got options at the moment, Annie. It looks like, because Richard Comey was here this week as well. He's a good guy. Champ. He's a nice lad. And um, I think... I can see Tiafimo either fighting Commie over here in the US or hopefully, as you say, coming over to the UK to fight uh, Campbell for the vacant WBC. Mm. But either way, it looks like he's going to get a world title fight next. In comparison, what did you make of Shaco Stevens? Um, I thought he was boring as fuck. I thought he was brilliant. I thought, again, for such a young guy, he's so mature. Yeah. Faultless performance. The problem was... He had this opportunity at Madison Square Garden, big crowd, pay-per-view on two, both sides of the Atlantic. It was a real flagship moment Go for him to make show. a statement, just like Tiafimo did. And Chaka Stevenson all week was going, I should be co-main events, I should be co-main. And this is New York, I'm the main man, I'm the superstar. 
and then he puts in a performance like that where you think, listen, Mayweather made a living made doing them performances, not getting hit, winning every round, but not really raising anything above. But not at the stage that he's at now. Because exactly. M- money Mayweather. Floyd Ma- Pretty, Pretty boy, boy was... He was taking people's heads off. He was lightning. He yeah, was yeah. like Tia Female. Yeah. And that's how he got the interest, and that's how he, he established himself as the world's biggest pay-per-view star. Then he became Money Mayweather. Yes. And he changed. It was all about keeping the O. It was o. all about money, keeping the O, and it was all about, I'm the best defensive boxer in history, check this out. But by then, he had us all hooked. Yeah. But it's, Shakir Stevenson is too early and too young into his career to model himself on Floyd Mayweather-esque performances. He's got to pull the trigger, man. Mm. He won every round. Yeah. Um, that's it, I think, on the New York stuff. Because before we obviously went to Madison Square Garden, we were doing a radio show with a, a stream piped into our room watching Dave Allen, Dave Allen throw the best body shot of the year so far. Unbelievable. Eh? Hang on. Darren Barker, I know you listened to this show. You went suit, did you? You've gone full. Do you know when managers make that decision? Oh, am I going suit on the touchline or am I going tracky on the touchline? I've never seen a cornerman, right, or a trainer in not, full suit. Not called Eubank Senior. In full suit. Full suit wanker. Nah, mate, I love it. It's a, it's a new thing. I'm not slagging Daz off. He's a top geezer, really. He's a funny fucker. No, well, I've got to slag him off. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to slag him off. It's like, come on. I know he was doing some TV stuff, So, because I'd seen him earlier on and thought, oh, he's the, he's pulling a Dave Caldwell. Dave Caldwell does that. You see him in this lovely little three-piece. And then and off. And you blink, and he's got his full tracky on in the corner somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you blink, he's back in his little three-piece again. He's like fucking Superman, and he Dave Caldwell. Yeah. You must have one of them little uh, phone boxes he just runs into and sprints around and comes out, and, he's, and he changes his gear. Darren Barker must have lost the keys to his little TARDIS because <laughs> to come out and to be work, working Dave Allen's coat, of all the fighters as well, and you're in your best suit. His missus must have gone fucking mental. He's got a Sunday best suit on. He's yeah, yeah. working the corner with Dave Allen, who's jumping all over him, a big sweaty mess at the but end. But he has won social media today because he's just tweeted, I'd have got, up, got from, up. I'd have got up from that body yeah, shot, obviously, brilliant. harping back to what happened to him when he won his world title at Atlantic City. The best thing about Dave Allen's performance is the fact that he was he lost the first two rounds. He was getting outboxed by a slugger, by a non-boxer in Lucas Brown. But that's what he does. So I'm watching it thinking, oh, fucking hell, this is a car crash now. Because you're getting outboxed we've by got the most popular, most popular journeyman in British boxing. And that's what, you know, Dave Allen is he's like a celebrity first boxer, yeah. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know what? No, I'll scratch that. He was... He's just beat a former world champion, regardless of the way Lucas Brown won that world title and the type of title it was and everything else. I don't give a fuck. On his reg- on his slate, it says former world champion. Dave Allen's just put him to kip in two rounds. With He's a, just doubled them over. World class. Bit of boxing. Exactly. That was not that was not a lucky punch. So Dave Allen's biggest win prior to this was a lucky punch. That big right hand over the top. Yeah. It was a haymaker, and you thought, mate, you're that's it. You'll never get better for you. That you've just landed a lottery punch. Yeah. But here, this was different, and this is why Darren, Darren Barker and the whole team around him deserve all of the all of the applause. Is that he waited for Lucas Brown to overreach with a right hand, and as he slipped it, he looks up, he sees the body, and he comes back with that left hook to the body perfectly timed like they've probably worked on the pads a million times slip the right hand left to the body yeah slip the right hand it, you know it's it's a it's a it's a move that every fighter drills but they picked it perfectly here but it was the way lucas brown wins two rounds with boxing his confidence is up he's thinking i'm gonna get this lad out of here i'm gonna start unloading and he slips a shot hits him to the body 
doesn't get up from it. Mate, that's fucking immense. Literally immense. That's mm. and what a story as well. Like, how can you not be in love with the white oh. rhino story? It's but, insane. Well, we've been having a conversation with some of the lads that are out here that run social media channels, and they love him. They're Absolutely. like, going, mate, he does mad numbers for us. He's, for example, the IFL lads. He's, I think, out of their top five most viewed videos of all time. Dave Allen's got three or four of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a money-making machine when it comes to YouTube, mate. People buy into what he's I'm doing. A, the lad last night was at Lab Bible there from. Yeah, yeah. They were like, he'd, he'd be fucking absolutely love him. Yeah. And, and that's why he ended up headlining a card at the O2 on Saturday night. Well, getting back in, AJ needs a, an opponent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Madison yeah. Square Garden, doesn't he? Well, I'll tell you what, the, the, obviously they announced yesterday. <laughs> By the way, don't tweet me on that. I'm taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. All right. They, they announced well, stranger things have happened. Me, I'm telling you. They announced yesterday, didn't he, July 20th, Dillian White's fighting. Um, Oscar Rivas. Oscar Rivas. And they're talking about Chisora, more than likely going on the undercard against Joe Parker. Parker. Yeah. Don't be surprised if they put Dave Allen, David Price on the undercard as well and do a, do a heavyweight treble. Because it's pay-per-view, they need to do big numbers. And who does better numbers than, than Dave Allen? And pri- people tune in for Price as well. well you that's know what, what I mean. mean. I, think, I think Dave Allen versus David Price, that's a fight that gets all of the UK excited because you look at it and go, Dave Allen is all wrong for David Price because he takes a shot and he can go for days. Yeah. And he's suddenly starting to look like, actually, is this guy a prospect? Yeah. On the flip side of that, David Price can whack. When it comes to pedigree, oh, yeah. Fucking Dave Allen's not fit to lace, lace Dave, David Price's boots. And if David Price lands that big right hand on anyone, doesn't matter who you are, on any heavyweight, you're going out. So that's why that fight's so intriguing. For me, that's a better fight than Chisora versus Joe Parker. No offence to Chisora or Joe Parker, but I think that's a better fight. Both top lads as well. Both amazing lads. Yeah, yeah. good fun. Uh, <coughs> Joe Caldina was the star of that show, though, yeah, in the run-up to that. Yeah. Just on Chisora there, gutted for Chisora because, you know, you were hoping for a coming-out party with Dave Caldwell, and then uh, Gashi comes and just fucking is, is Gashi, lives up to his name, and he, he was Gash. Yeah. He just ran for the whole He looked fight. better when he fought Takam. Yeah, on with three two weeks' notice. Yeah, three three days' notice or whatever yeah. it was, yeah. Full company was shit. Yeah, he was. He but, was but Cordina definitely deserves applause because the, the Welsh have got themselves a little superstar there. That kid's going places fast. One thing I wasn't... You're going to talk about our mate now, Josh Kelly, aren't you? It was Josh Kelly, man. Handsome bastard that he is. I think there was part of that fight... Listen, he was immense. He dropped the kid three times, I think it was, on route to his, you know, his, uh, his, his victory. But we've seen all that showmanship before. We've seen all the slipping shots, hands by your sides, up against the ropes, calling them in, looking out into the bleachers. You know, we've seen you do that and gone. That's why we're excited going, fucking Josh Kelly's got so much potential. The kid's going to be a superstar. But in this fight, he was doing that, but getting tagged with right hands. He wasn't quite quick enough to get out the way. Now, is that because he's been inactive or is that because he stepped up a level where now it's like, okay, you've stepped up a level here now, Josh. You need to start getting your hands up. You can't just, like Naz, when Naz got to America, we've started, you know, Kevin Kelly aside, that was amazing. But after that, Naz slowly slowly started to pick his hands up a little bit more because he realised that. Well, the Kevin Kelly thing made him pick his hands up because he's on his backside, wasn't he? And I don't know whether this for Kelly was that moment but it's increasingly looking like pulling him out against Dan, uh, David Avencian was the best move by Adam Booth ever because Avencian goes in and smashes the European champion straight I think, champion it, I think Avencian smoke, smoke it. At this moment in time, he'd smoke him. Yeah, I just think right now, Josh Kelly, you know, I'm gutted that he's got a broken hand because he just needs to get busy. He's five months out and that his performance, it just wasn't, it didn't progress enough for me. I think... 
Saturday night, you can see he's got all the ability in the world, but he just needs to be a little bit more active. And that broken hand he's saying he's got is going to rule him out of the AJ fight on June the 1st. Mm. It means he's going to be out a little bit longer. I just think with Josh Kelly now, we need to be careful we don't push him a little bit too soon. Flip side of that is, Cardina's ready. Move him on again. He needs to go to the next level again because he was immense. Mm. Norman, how long have we been recording for? 40. 40 minutes. Okay, now. Do you reckon we can do 20 minutes on Jarrell Miller? <sighs> Get me some EPO. We'll do it in two. <laughs> Fire me up. Fuck it. I can't, do you know something? To fail three tests in the same week or to have them reported as failed in the three weeks. Yeah. I'm not saying that he was being tested three times in the same week. I'm just saying the reports have come out yeah. all in the same week is unprecedented. Fair play with me. Especially when the first one comes out and you start making noises like, well, it must be a tainted supplement, this. Yeah. And then the second one, and then the third one, and then you start talking about EPO. Listen, anyone that listened to our MMA show last week, we would we give you a fucking full breakdown on what EPO is in terms of the fact that you can't ingest it by accident. You you, you stick a needle in your ass, and that's how you take EPO because it's happening with TJ Dillashaw in the UFC. That's why he's just got a two year ban. So for Jarrell Miller, who by the way done nothing but accuse AJ of yeah. being on the juice. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what a cunt. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, he say. Christ, I am going to give him some shit in a minute, but how good would it have been once he's been popped if he'd have just come out and gone, well, I was just levelling the playing field because he's fucking juiced the tits. Well, that's what he should have done. He missed a trick, didn't he? Because that's what he should have done because that was his rhetoric for the whole build-up. Instead, he's apologised. He's a mug. And this is not the first time he'd failed before because when kickboxing, prior to his boxing career taking off, he failed and got kicked out of kickboxing, got banned in kickboxing. So, How long does he get banned for? At least two years, hopefully yeah. three. And you know what? I'd even, I'd even love it if the New York State Athletic Commission threw the book on him and just went, listen, mate. Fuck off. Fuck off. Go and do something else with your life. Yeah. The, listen, the steroid thing, you can, you can blag that. I'm not. I'm. I'm not condoning blagging it, but the 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 PR that you could get around that and say it's a tainted supplement, it's this, yeah. that, and the other. You know, there's, there's ways and means to be able to com- cause enough doubt for people. Beef. Yeah. You, egg, fucking exactly. Tainted cheeseburgers is what he's been on, mate. Yeah. But EPO, you can't. No. You have to manually put it into your system yourself. It's outright cheating. It's Lance Armstrong type stuff. Is what it is. Yeah. And because he's done that. As you, I think you were saying on the radio last night, taking a fucking gun into a sword fight or whatever. Yeah, loaded gun. You've got to fucking throw the book at him. You yeah. can't do that because if you don't throw the book at him, what message are you sending to every other fucker that's... You may as well do it. Yeah, exactly. And don't forget, we live in a, an era when the top 20 in the heavyweight division, at least 10 have been popped at least once. How funny, how funny. He needs a replacement, AJ, and they're talking about Louis Ortiz. He's fucking hell. He's even, he's even worse. <laughs> Man's 65 years old. How do you think he's still but, boxing? Because he's on everything under the sun. That's it. He's juiced up to the eyeballs. I, I met him, uh, Ortiz, at the uh, Joshua Molina fight because he fought Dave Allen on that undercard, didn't he? And he sat about two seats away and I thought, go on, I'll have a picture with you. And I looked at him and I thought, you're supposed to be the same age as me. There's no way that you're the same. Look at you. You're, you've at least got 10 years on me, son. Yeah. Easy. Like you say, he's, but he's, there's no way that a 50-year-old fella can, no. could do what he's doing exactly. without any gear. And that's why they can't, they could, they, uh, hopefully they won't bring in him. They're talking about Michael Hunter, aren't they? I think everyone guessed Michael Hunter was the obvious choice. One, he'd just signed with Matchroom. Two, he was getting ready for the Usyk undercard anyway. I bet he's thinking, fucking happy days. Oh, of course he is, yeah. Baby. That's the red panty party. Crack out the red panties, it. we did it. Because <laughs> because it's been made widely public that Jarrell Miller was getting five million quid or six million quid. Dollars, yeah, yeah. Yeah, six million dollars. So 
it's an easy phone call when that comes in, Michael. And so you're just like, yeah, man, just just change the name on the contract. That's we're, it. We're not talking about money. There's no money conversation to be had. You just fucking rub out the name Jarrell Miller and write in Michael Hunter and I'll sign How it. How funny, by the way, just on money. How funny last night when they have like their uh, post-fight fighters meeting, they pay fighters there and then we a check. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's weird. In the arena. Look, we're lucky to be privy to certain things that maybe other people aren't privy to. So we're sat around and like, Amir's getting a check. While he's getting his piss test done. Yeah, he's, so he's having his doctor's test. This is gig- like half an hour after he leaves the ring. Yeah. He's going to get, he's sitting there getting his piss test done because that's, you know, your post-fight piss test or whatever. And while that's happening, somebody from top rank is sitting next to him writing out a check. Yeah, and he's and signing it. And that's check number one, by the way. That's yes. just his appearance check. His pay-per-view check will come in a couple of weeks' time. And then he just sticks it in his tracksuit. Sticks it in his pocket. I've got a bank in the morning. There you go. There's Pop three, that in. There's, uh, there's three mil. There you go, son. Puts it in the pocket for him. Right? Yeah. Fucking hell. That's old school, that, isn't it? I don't know. I'd rather that's it... boxing. I'd rather it come in like a, a actual bag of cash. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather style. Yeah, yeah, rather than a check. A proper bag of cash and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we reckon Michael Hunter, don't we? Yeah. Um, and obviously the other heavyweight news was that Dillian White and Oscar Rivas. That's actually a good fight. It is. Listen, I think White, Rivas, Parker, Chisora, and, and Price, White, Rhino. You know, because everyone was going last night, oh, fucking hell, pay-per-view. Rivas versus... Is it, is it pay-per-view? Like, no. Yeah, it's pay-per-view. It's box office. Sky no. box office. Yeah, it is. I didn't know that. But I think those three heavyweight fights... Now we're talking about... Don't justify a, it. A box don't you dare. Don't, a box, a office box office bundle. bundle. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not paying for one fight. Get your box office bundle. That's like me saying, I don't want movies. I don't want movies. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll chuck it in, uh, yeah. but you're still paying the top whack. That's, yeah. that's what you've just done to us. You've got yourself a bundle. <laughs> box office bundle. Telling you. Oh, mate. I didn't know it was pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, yeah. Sky box office. But... Forget that it's pay-per-view for a minute. White and Rivas is actually a decent fight. It is a good fight, yeah. It is a good fight, definitely. And th- it makes no difference to Dillian White's career, though, because he can knock out as many people as he oh, wants. Exactly. He ain't well, getting a title shot. It's just yet another official eliminator for yeah. Dillian White. How many of them has he won now? He's been in a few of them. He's been number one contender for the WBC since about 1984. <laughs> but he's still never going to get his shot. It'll never happen for him. And the worst thing is, if he loses, I guarantee Rivas fights um, Deontay Wilder next Yeah. if Rivas wins he will get a world title fight by the end of the year if White wins he still won't get a world title fight he'll get another eliminator he'll probably get the, he'll probably get the Parker Chisora winner or maybe even you know <laughs> wouldn't be surprised Dave if, Allen. if Dave Allen or David Price whoever wins that fights fights uh, Dillian White in a final eliminator <laughs> fuck you poor Dillian anyway do you want to add anything before I wrap it up uh no, I don't think so. Just that it's been a pleasure being in in New York this week. Um, mm. And I'm looking forward to getting this merch out there because everyone's excited for these T-shirts and hoodies. So don't worry, they're coming soon. There is uh, loads of stuff on our social media channels. Like I said, we met up with Mo Hooker this week. It's a cracking little listen. We'll stick it as a podcast as well so you can get stuck into that. And we met up with Tia Fimo. There's loads of bits that we've been doing uh, from New York City. Thank you very much for all your correspondence this week. It's been a right crack. Hopefully you've enjoyed some of the stuff that we've done. It's currently nil-nil in the game between Cardiff and Liverpool. Liverpool have missed three open goals. Great stuff. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Fight Disciples is uh, what you're looking for. You can also get your Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, social media is at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter, at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. There's loads more content going up this week. We'll keep you abreast 
uh, of everything uh, in the boxing world on those social media channels as well. From New York City, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.